This is Purple Radio On Demand. Hello everyone, it's me the Podfather and welcome to the Current Affairs Podcast with Will and Ben. Hello Ben. Hello William. This is our news discussion podcast where we bring to you high-end discussion about the biggest news stories of the week and a couple of the more wacky wild side of life kind of stories. We will also answer a couple of questions from you, our loyal legions of followers. You can find us basically everywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts. If you search Purple Radio, you will find us as The Current Affairs Podcast with Will and Ben. We also play every Saturday at 11am on Purple Radio. And we also stream a live uncut version of the podcast at 2.35pm every Friday on the stereo app you can find us under the same name so ben what's on the agenda this week well where do i begin um thank you for that lovely introduction will beautiful as always like a poet you know it was nice it was nice no oh you you (laughs) little you clever man anyway Hello and welcome to this week's show, the Ben Gets Vaccinated special. And isn't it a beauty? We're going to start this week by having a gander through the week's COVID news, looking at Britain's vaccination progress and Europe's lack thereof. After which, we'll have a look at the recent protests, both here and England, here in England and across the pond in the United States about gendered and racial harassment and how we can move forward. Then it's over to Scotland, up north, where... There's been a bit of a fuss over some actions by a certain First Minister. All this, and then we'll have a dig through some of the crazier, more niche issues of the week. And finally, get round to answering some of your questions. So, William. Big show. Big news week, don't you think? Big news week. But first... Yes, but first, he's indicating what's going to come next to me. That's yes, why I, said, I couldn't ask myself how my vaccine went. I was going how to did your you vaccine go, Ben? There you go. Let's do that I'm again. glad you asked. I'm okay. so glad you asked. It was incredible. If there's one thing Hong Kong government does well, it is logistics. I was in there and was vaccinated within 20, 30 minutes. It was a beauty. It was in. It was out. I didn't even feel it. Nurse was lovely. Asked me how I was doing. Tell me all about the vaccine. It was great. And I've, I've, I've got a little bit of a sore arm, if I'm honest. I'll be honest. Um, but that's to be expected with, with, a, with a vaccine. But, and only Will will be able to see this because sadly podcasts aren't video yet. I've got a little badge that says protected. And I can vouch for that. I can that second says, that. Yes, it's blue. It's a blue Blue badge. Uh, and then a lovely <laughs> sticker, which I didn't decide to wear on the way out, but I like it. I keep it as a keepsake. But yes, I got the Pfizer vaccine, first dose done. Very excited. Very feeling, well feeling powerful. Feeling empowered. So, and what yeah, would you say happy. to those who are um, unsure about getting the vaccine? Oh. Well, you know, do your research, get it from credible sources, and you'll quickly learn. You know, you don't have anything to worry. You know, the best thing about getting the vaccine is you can finally start to feel safe again. Um, Like, you know, even if you have worries about certain side effects, like, you know, I've got a sore arm. Some people might have the chills. That's that's normal. But it's it's a far better thing than getting uh, coronavirus. You know, you're not going to lose your taste. 
and all that and all that jazz. So yeah, I recommend it to everybody and definitely get involved when the NHS contact you or whoever your provider would be if you're listening from abroad. So, Let's yeah, get happy. those jabs I'm in the beaming. arms, I'd say. I'm beaming. I'm beaming. He's a happy um, man. This could be you. Yes. So go and get um, your jabs, people yes. of the world. Unless you're in France and they probably won't have any for you. But <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Well, that was a little taste for everyone who, who hasn't who hasn't, yeah, who, hasn't little, who hasn't heard the beginning. A we'll get to that. We'll get to that. the agenda. Oh. <laughs> the appetizer. Do you know who you're sharing your vaccine day with, Mr. Stonely? No, you're not, actually, but anyway, whatever. Do you know who's getting vaccinated today? Uh, Kanye West. Close. It's the Right Honourable Boris Johnson MP, Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, First Lord of the Treasury, Minister for the Cabinet Office and Minister for the Union. Yes, the Prime Minister is getting his jab today, which is... I did read that, actually. I didn't realise it was today. He's getting getting AstraZeneca, isn't he? He's getting AZ'd as opposed to Pfizer'd. He's getting getting AZ'd. Um, Sounds more passive, the AZ. Pfizer sounds quite aggressive. Yes, indeed. Anyway, what has been the coronavirus news this week? What has been Um, the coronavirus news this week? Is that the sound of a big COVID roundup that I hear? Coming from the distance, Bill. I think it is. Oh, yes. Um, Let's go. Shall we start? Shall we start? What's done? Big news on Wednesday. Oh, (laughs) Big news on Wednesday. As of Wednesday, say too many times. As of Wednesday, 25 million people in the UK have received their first dose of the coronavirus vaccine. Obviously, this has gone up. We take this on a Friday. It goes out on a Saturday. Um, Figures from the Department of Health, Health. have shown that almost 50% of all British adults have received a jab. 90% of those are clinically extremely vulnerable. They've received their jabs and 95% of over 65s. It is looking good, my friend. It is. It is looking good. Um, it is. It's not it looking is. as good as it, as, it, as it was at the beginning of the week, however. No. I, there is I'll the admit news. that. I'll admit that. But before we before we get to that, let's let's keep some positivity going. Let's keep some positivity going. Vaccine Minister Nadim Zahawi says this quote moves us one step closer to safely seeing our friends and family again. Um, so I'm just I'm building this up as a, as a former English literature student. I'm building up all this positive energy, only for you to come and tear it apart. We're doing a good cop, bad what, cop. What Ooh. happened, Will? Well, unfortunately, on Wednesday, no, the news no. came that there is an expected reduction of the UK's vaccine supply in April due to a delay no. in a delivery from India of oh. 5 million AZ doses. Um, this is terrible. Ter- no, it's not. It actually isn't that bad because yeah. the government have said that they're still going to vaccinate everyone over 50 by the 15th yeah. of April and all adults Ooh. by the end of July. The government is sticking to its original targets. They haven't mm. been affected. There was a hope that perhaps we would be doing things quicker mm. than Boris Johnson set out, but it there seems was, as was. though it's going to be it's yeah. going to be around what we originally promised. But in terms of material effects on our day to day lives, I, as far as I can make out, this isn't really changing yeah. much. Well, April's well, going to be when more I heard about. It. April's going to be more about getting the second jabs. Mm. Yes, because um, it'll be 12 weeks for a lot of people. But 
when I woke up and saw that progress was going to slow this month, I was enraged. I shook my fist at the sky with great enragement. Yeah, it was, I was livid. But then I read about why, and I think the people, the people need to know why. Um, so the BBC's health editor, Hugh Pym, Hugh Pym um, understands, um, I was sort of looking at his Twitter earlier today, that the supply issue is related to a shipment from India. This was going to be our big booster um, dosages. They were all coming from India uh, over, over um, I think it was like over, over 1.4 million doses all at once um, in one shipment coming over. And yeah, it was going to, it was going to send us way off ahead of schedule, but there's been problems with that there, but, but domestically the UK's factories are churning out one to 2 million doses weekly. So it's still looking good. It's still looking good. But then we have problem numero de, as they say across the English channel, I think, I don't know. Well, numero it's not de. going, it's That's not Spanish. going spectacularly well. That's French, mate. It's not going spectacularly yeah. well in Europe, unfortunately. No. So there was this big hoo-ha earlier in the week that... Um, That's a good technical term, that. There we go. It was officially yeah. described by Chris Whitty as a hoo-ha. No, it wasn't. It was described okay. by me. But anyway, there's a big Thank hoo-ha okay. earlier in the week <laughs> that, that caused various European nation states to stop their rollout of the AstraZeneca mm. vaccine over fears that it was linked to blood clots. However, every reputable medical organisation on the face of the earth, including the British regulator, the EU yep. regulator, the WHO, mm-hmm. have all said that this is complete baloney. This is a second uh, wave of, of, the, of undermining the AZ vaccine from mm. Europe, mm. following on from the one but it was the earlier belief about sort of it didn't work in over 65, which was again disproven. So, yeah, I think, um, <laughs> yeah, a bit embarrassing well, for yeah, exactly. And, 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 and the European Medicines Agency they put out statistics only 30 cases of it have been reported amongst five million people who've received the jab. So, you know, even, even if it was to some extent, you know, you know, consequential, very minimal, and and you know, they they, they haven't even investigated sort of other other. But parts that would sort of influence that. So, yeah, interesting, interesting. I think, I think the, the statistics came out. It was like you just sort of the normal rate of, of, of yeah. blood clottery yeah. was taking place amongst sort of the people they were looking at. And that caused Macron uh, decided to suspend it. I think Denmark decided to suspend it. Yeah, but they've gone back on that. So, that's, there you go. Okay. What do you think? Good to hear. Well, you know, it's it's slow progress already in Europe and cancelling an AstraZeneca jab within your country is not going to help you speed it up. Um, you know, they've, they've got enough shipments. That, well, they, they, they actually don't. Um, but, they, you know, they've, they've got shipments of AstraZeneca. And if people aren't taking them, it's hindering Europe's already very slow progress. So I was reading um, some statistics about the doses administered per 100 people. And in Europe, it stands at 11.81 pence um, as of Wednesday. The US, it was 33.11, so almost three times higher. And the UK was 39.04% compared to Europe's 11.81. So clearly, clearly, yeah, clearly England and the US are doing something right. Um, You know, Europe's to some extent very, very poorly handled um, the vaccine rollouts, very poorly procured them in the first place and 
they're getting a lot of backlash. This is a lot of cannon fodder for a lot of, um, you know, anti, anti-European, anti, uh, you know, Eurosceptics across Europe, you know, to just say, you know, they're useless. We don't need them. There's too much bureaucracy. Let's get rid of them. And, you know, the, Euro- the EU's not helping that. Um, and, you know, they're trying to appear strong. Uh, you see, you saw what um, was it Ursula said earlier this week. She said um, in response to uh, the, the Europe's low procurement, they might consider exports bans to countries with high rates of uh, vaccine distribution. So I think that was particularly aimed at the UK um, to try and keep them within the EU. But yes, no, not good. Well, there you go. Moving on mm. to Tanzania. Interesting. What happened? What happened? Well, please, pray tell. The former now president of Tanzania, John mm. Magufuli, has died at the age of 61. He claimed, well, it's claimed, it's claaimed mm. that he Alleged. has died of a heart condition that he battled for around 10 well, years. Well, yes, that's what the government came out with. Yes, what it's did claimed. the opposition come well, up with? Well, the speculation with? Mm. that he has been ill with COVID-19. Earlier on in the pandemic, Magu fully dismissed the seriousness of coronavirus in Tanzania, urging his citizens to pray coronavirus away, believing that the satanic virus, this is a quote, can't live in the body of Jesus Christ. In June Mm. of 2020, he claimed his country had eradicated Coronavirus, by the grace of God, questioned the safety of foreign COVID vaccines and made no plans to procure any shots to his country. Instead, pushing for the use of herbal medicine and steam treatments, which seems weird uh, to because he's using that to try and treat a virus that he believes has been eradicated. But anyway, uh, <laughs> interesting. Mm, they have their first female president. I saw town. that. I saw that. Which is very rare for Africa. Um, the only current sitting yes. president who is female, I think, is in Ethiopia. Um, and yes, no, I don't think Sabia there's any others. Suluhu. I think there's one in Ethiopia. I, I, I read. Well, I, I read will, it earlier will, today. Will, but apparently, it's quite a ceremonial position in, in Ethiopia. It doesn't really work much power. But in Tanzania, oh. Samia. Saluhu Hassan has, has now been sworn in, first ever female leader, as you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's announced 21 days of mourning, two public holidays next week. He was buried yesterday. Um, but yes, it's 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 a it's a I suppose it's a nice. Not, I don't want I don't wish to make a light of any death, but you know it's 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 a step forward for a country that hasn't had a female leader. You know it's it's, it's ah, nice. It's yes, nice. Yes. It's nice. It's a good yeah. thing to have. Um, and hopefully, you know, you've seen a lot of countries with female leaders, their handling of COVID um, pandemics. Um, you know, there's been studies that shown they've, they've handled it far much better than their male counterparts. You look at New Zealand, you look at Taiwan, you look at, um, what was the one in the Scandinavia? Was there one in Scandinavia? We've got the Queen yeah, here, so, and she's been doing a good job. So. <laughs> she, she, I mean, you're right. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, hopefully, hopefully a step in the right direction. But she's yet to announce, as you said, whether, whether they're going to, get some new vaccines in yet but who knows well, the queen who knows no not the queen the new president of time just yeah. being silly anyway moving on funny all right to our protest section yes. um should we do you want to do you want to do the big usa usa or here which one do you want to cover first it's up to you you choose it's your vaccine day i'm gonna cover 
the USA. Yes, in, good. Uh, US of A, because, um, well, I don't know, I've done the most reading on it. Oh, um, really? And, yeah, <laughs> I have actually. <laughs> good, good, good. <laughs> this is good. This is good. We'll, we'll cancel each other out. But yes, um, there have been shootings in Atlanta where eight Asian Americans were killed on Tuesday night inside of spas in, as I said, the Atlanta area. Um, and ever since there's been um, protests across the country um, with, with um, hundreds and hundreds upon people, hundreds upon hundreds of people um, protesting the hate crimes against Asian Americans. This has really been something that's been growing in recent weeks. It's been something that's been noted and it's been building up and building up. And this has been what's been described by a lawmaker, uh, Judy Chu, I think it was, as a crisis point. She said, the Asian American community has reached a crisis point that cannot be ignored. She is the chair of the Congressional Asian Pacific American Caucus. And she said this at a hearing, um, the first of two hearings where they're going to examine anti-Asian uh, anti discrimination. Um, this is the first hearing of its kind in more than three decades, which I think in itself is a demonstration of how this issue has been sidelined in American politics. It's, you know, for, for far too long, I was listening to some interviews with, with um, some of the protesters and some of them were saying, you know, they're taught by their parents just to accept it, just to, you know, stay quiet, you know, continue, you know, just to be successful in other ways, ignore it. But I think I think it's really ignited this movement for change that, that something needs to happen. Um, the suspect, I don't even want to name his name because I don't think he deserves to be named, charged with eight counts of murder. Um, and, he, and he claims that he had a sex addiction and targeted the spas to eliminate, quote, temptation. And he's denied any racist motivations. But, well, I suppose the I suppose the truth will come out in a bit. Um, but yes, big stuff. There's been... There. There's been a general trend of rise in this kind of behaviour against Asian Americans. How far do you think this is like linked to COVID? Insofar oh, as, insofar yeah. as, obviously, coronavirus did originate in China and took off in yes. Asia first. So, I think I know, it's 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 part of a long, long history. I think of this sort of post-colonialist, you know, Asia. You know, there's this perception in America of it being, you know, dirty, crude, and it's it's not true. I've lived in Asia my entire life, and it's it's not like that at all. And and I think there's this perception that was peddled a lot by particularly right wing politicians, um, such as Donald Trump, ex president of the United States, describing it as you know this Chinese virus, this China plague, and quote Kung flu. He's not helping it. He's he's very much putting it on a blame, putting blame on on a population which you know to some extent um, didn't really have too much to do with it. One could argue it was very much due to the the a, a certain government's handling of it. I can't name it because I'm currently in Hong Kong, but uh, you can figure out that, that out yourselves. Um, but you know, it's feel it's 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 led to this huge tide of anti-Asian bigotry. Um, and yeah, it's, yeah. it's it, I think I think coronavirus is very much to play for it. You know, just just before we move on, nearly three thousand eight hundred hate incidents have been reported against Asian Americans across the US since the start of the pandemic in March twenty twenty, which is huge. And there women you know. were reporting these twice as much as men. So you know, it's it's interesting how it's playing out. Fair enough. On this side of the pond, 
We've also been having some issues uh, with protesting and such like so. There was obviously the, the tragic death of Sarah Everard mm. uh, last week. Um, we, we did a big piece about that on last week's show. Yeah. So we, we yeah. perhaps recommend that you go and check that out. Uh, we sort of anyway, offered whatever advice we're sort of able to give. Yeah. Uh, but anyway. Uh, so... Moving on, um, on Monday, there was a vigil for Sarah Everard uh, outside yes. Parliament uh, mm. in which four people were arrested. There was also one on Clapham Common on uh, Saturday. Um, and the Met has faced criticism for its handling of this. There were calls for Cressida Dick to step down, but she rejected this. Cressida Dick is the head of the Metropolitan Police. Now... These protests were a violation of lockdown rules. However, members of parliament such as Charles Walker have, decide, have decided that he's taking the view that it's time to restore the right of people to protest in this country. Uh, this comes alongside the police bill, which is imposing restrictions on people's ability and rights to protest by uh, uh, putting in a start and finish time for protests and a maximum volume control, which can be enforced by the police. This bill is also criticised for not doing enough to protect women on the street. But yes, this this I feel as though this sort of whole Sarah Everard thing is a is perhaps an equivalent and a, a similar sort of thing to what happened in America with George Floyd. I don't think people are saying, "Oh, you know, next week this won't be news." But I think this is a a, a mm. positive watershed. I think it's definitely something that's going to spark real long-term change. I think a lot of people have, you know, looked themselves in the mirror and, and recognised that we need to move on as a society from this. This can't go on anymore. It's, 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 I think it is one for the history books because, because the, the outpouring of, you know, demand for change um, and, and for Westminster to recognise this is, is unprecedented. Um, particularly in the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's really great to see. It's really great to see. Yes, but uh, we, we, did, we did address that last week, so we won't... We won't um, we, we'll move we, swiftly we, we, on. If you want sort of the background, please listen to last week's show. Anyway, moving on. Uh, north of the border once again. Again, ladies and gentlemen, this is an issue that we have addressed before, so we have all the background on yes. a couple of shows ago, so please go and listen to that. But briefly... Whilst post-production meeting, whilst we'd sorted everything out, we were ready to go, the news comes out that the committee, the Alex Summon Committee, has found that Miss Sturgeon did, the First Minister did mislead their inquiry. This would mean, theoretically, that the First Minister now has to resign. Douglas Ross has called for this. The final report has not been released, uh, which is no. why perhaps nothing massive has happened yet. Uh, that's due out next Tuesday, this was a leak, but yeah, that is sort of the latest on the situation north mm. of the border. Mm. But I reckon on next week's show, we'll have a more clear idea as to what's going to happen and what this all means for independence. Yes, yes. Well, yeah, just to quickly dive into it. Um, as this, we, we, we're spending a bit longer on the news this week for some reason, but just quickly, you know, again, for these, it was voted five to four. Um, MS, MSPs, uh, majority vote that she did mislead Parliament, um, and and you know that there's there's the 
if you if, if you break the ministerial code in which you know you cannot knowingly mislead parliaments uh, the minister is respected uh, it's expected to resign um, but what was interesting and I think uh, quite a few people noticed this was that the that from the leak they 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 they, they recognized that she did mislead parliament but she they didn't mention that she knowingly misled it so hopefully with the um, reports coming out which I believe is 8 a.m Tuesday so yes yeah, stay tuned people um, we'll be able to learn a lot more from what happened um, but yes, uh, Scottish Conservatives using this very much to their advantage with some elections coming up this year, calling for Sturgeon's um, resignation, but obviously nothing yet. We'll, we'll, keep, we'll, we'll keep in touch, listeners. We'll keep you posted. And then mm. last on the news agenda is the recent news that's come out that a contract has been signed. This is far more exciting for me than for Ben. A contract okay. has been signed uh, for the undisputed world heavyweight title fight between Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua. Location and date are yet to be decided. Who uh, are Eddie they? Hearn, who are they? Who are they? Tyson Fury mm. is the WBC lineal and ring heavyweight title holding champion, uh, having mm. defeated Deontay Wilder by TKO in February 2020 to win the WBC in the ring titles. Anthony Joshua is the WBA IBF and IBO title holder uh, for the heavyweight division, having won them back from Andy Ruiz in December 2019. So they will be fighting. And that's very exciting because this is a unification title battle. We will find out who is the best of this golden generation. Go sport, go team. It's a two game fight. Yeah. And I will be cheering for Fury. Yes, let's hope they score some goals, dunk some hoops, all the above. It'll be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, we won't, we won't. We'll give you a full special on that when the actual fight happens. We won't, we won't. We'll do some. We could do a live coverage. Actually, that'd be quite fun. That would be fun. I'm going to get TV on in the background. Me not knowing a clue, and then you providing the professional. You know. There we go. I think it should be good. It should be good. Right. Moving on. Now, have you heard of some? Wacky wild side of wild side of life stories in the news this I've, week. I've been any? on the wild side of life this week. I have. Ah, I, have. I heard of one. This is this is quite interesting. Lincoln Man holds world record for fastest Capri Sun drinking. Twenty-year-old man from Lincoln became the Guinness World Record holder after drinking a full Capri Sun in sixteen point six five seconds. Now, Declan Evans beat the previous world record of 18 seconds to claim his crown. Um, I feel like that's too short. I feel like that. I feel like I could beat him. Do you know what I mean? It's not too big a capital. 16 seconds. What's he he playing with? I I I was expecting like four or something. Do you know what I mean? I was expecting he he does it and, you know, he consumes the bag a whole and just calls it a day that I reckon live. On a show next term, me and you try and beat his record live on air. That's actually a sick idea. We'll do that. We will do that. I think we could do it. And I think, well, firstly, I'd win. But I think we both win. But I'd particularly win. I think, I, th- I, 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 yeah. I don't drink Capri Sun. I, I, do you not? Well, no. I, I, I'm actually I quite confident in saying, I'm, I think I'm quite confident in saying I've never had a Capri Sun. Really? Yeah, I, I'm what? just going in my brain. I don't think I have. 
But you know what? You know what they look like, right? You know what? Yeah, little, I know what they are. They're the yeah. weird pouchy and things. They were just so looking you've grim. never had the experience of accidentally punching your straw through too hard and it coming out the other end. And I'm, I am particular. I I am ninety four percent sure I'm going to ring my mum. Yeah. Not now because she's. What busy did you blowing. drink as a child? Like water. Uh, well, Chateau Petrus. No, no, no. I would. <laughs> no, no. On tap. On tap. No, yeah. No, I, I drank. What did I drink? I like Ribena. Yeah, Ribena's good. Good fun. Uh, a diet Coke as well. I wasn't. Did you know Ribena stuff. was introduced to the UK during the war to try and get people's vitamin C up? Well, you learn something new every every. It, well, if you hadn't learned podcast. something new from this podcast already, I'd be I'd be worrying about our content. Um, Every day is yeah, school day. Learn. It is. It is. Particularly a Friday, which tends to be a school day too. But yeah. yes. Next bit of news. I saw this from the mirror. I was quite astounded by this. Man declares himself, quote, king and his land a sovereign state to try and beat planners. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is, this is uh, Stephen Ogier from Guernsey, who has been yeah. given community service for trying to get around planning rules by declaring his land a sovereign state and declaring himself King Steve. He wanted to build a small home on the plot, but his application was refused. He's called the land Everland and made himself his ruler and tried to have it declared as his own state. Sorry to our listeners, there was just some entertaining things that were happening in the background. Um, uh, (laughs) Yes, there was. I mean, I can see that happening. I'd do that. I wouldn't mind being king. I wouldn't mind overcoming planners. I wouldn't oh, mind setting my own laws. I just can't wait to be king. Oh, I just can't. You know, I like the um. What's the thing that I know that? What's to say? Yes, my teeth and ambitions are bad. Be prepared. Do you think he was right, like? Stop. We we violate. Trekking around Guernsey, singing that. <laughs> Steve, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'd be keen to do that. You know, turn my little backyard into Kingdom a la Ben, and I'd be I'd be King Ben. And then the podcast would have to be renamed the Royal Current Affairs, the Currents, the Current, the the Sultans. We'd be the Sultans then, the yeah. Sult, like the King. You know, because current. All right, all right. I was lost on you. I won't, I won't worry about that one, everyone. This is the this is the comedy genius you get all from. Right. All right. I thought that was quite funny, but you have decided otherwise. Let's move Very on to hilarious. the news. I'll tell you what also is hilarious. To sleep. I'll tell you what's also hilarious. It'll cheer you up. Tell me. Um, so this is the story of a manhole cover that's causing children to cry <laughs> in Gloucester. <laughs> 57-year-old grandfather, Charlie Fenter, uh, is complaining that a, a loose manhole cover in front of his house is clanking and causing... His children's crying. So I was reading this and going, oh, you know, very sad. Whatever. Mm. The children, these crying children, are 10 and 14. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, not to be terribly, I don't want to, I don't want to sort of cast judgments on these poor children, but I, I was expecting them to be sort of two. Yeah. Four. Yeah. Or a newborn that's the you same know, age in as my stages of development. And, yes. and now they can't sleep. Mm. Yeah. I think at 14, I I think I'm right in saying I sat my GCSEs at 15, 16. You know, yeah. come on, man. Come on. 15. I was but, 15. You know, it could be annoying. You know, it could be a very loud manhole cover. So, 
I don't know. Make you cry. There's a lot of echo involved in them. No. 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 But then again, I am 19, so I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, fair. There's a lot, you know. Anyway, (laughs) this this next one is just for you, Stereo. We're not putting this on the main pod. Hold on, hold on. I go pause. So... Do we have any listeners? Do we have any listeners sending questions this week, Will? Did we have some questions? The mailbox? So there's one question from Maurice. 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 So Maurice asks, describe yep. your experience of the vaccine. Maurice, you clever man. Um, I've already I've already I've already told you that. Um moving on. But yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was all right. It was all right. Moving on. Yeah. We just reiterate the point, Maurice. Go and get your jabs. We can't insist that point enough. Anyway, this is another question from Beth. Did you know? Did you know? It may or may not be their birthday today. Whose birthday? Maurice. No, no, no. (laughs) Well, I don't want to give too much personal information away, but but one of them, one of the three questions this week, it may be their birthday. We may... Give a quick nod because they've been very good with questions to their birthday. Happy birthday, anonymous question sender. Well, you've got a choice between either Maurice or Beth on that one. So considering Maurice isn't real. uh, (laughs) Moving on. No, so what is the first drink you will order in the van? Order. 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 That was good. That was good. Um, do you remember, do you remember the, um, the, the, the old one who just went, Otter, Otter, really quietly, Otter. Michael Martin. You see that <laughs> Good was. man. He died. Um, I think the president of Ireland, not president, prime minister, the T-Shark. The T-Shark, not a T-Shark's called uh, uh, He's Leo called Varadkar. No, 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 it was, and then he, 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 he's oh, not, right, not well, anymore. Anyway, anyway the, the speaker's <laughs> called Michael Martin. <laughs> okay. Um, I won't drink with what I first had with man. Um, Vern's not renowned for its selection. <laughs> beverages. Just so, um, just to make our listeners aware, the Vern is our local college bar at our university in Durham. So all you Durhamites will know now which college Ben and I attend, but we're not going to say it. That's some interesting information. But, but yeah. they won't know the Vern because no one's heard of it. So um, oh, maybe not. Yes. I don't know what I get. I think I just get something very big. Like, like, look, like a sort of. I bring in maybe a bin and ask them to a clean bin, mind, and ask them to just fill it up with whatever they got. I've missed out on three tons worth of vernish. Bin. I'm not so ma- I'm having, make up for it. Ben's having a bin. Um, <laughs> I am good. I don't know. On tonight's show, Ben drinks yeah. a bin. Ben drinks a bin. I I'm going to have. Uh, I probably just have whatever, like Cronenberg. There you go. That, that's Ooh, what tasty. All right. All right. It's, it's okay. The Blanc one or the yeah, bog standard? Your bog, your bog standard. Bog standard. Right. Yeah. Very right. Nice. And uh, then the last question is directed at you. Me? From you, for you. The, it's the, the fairy Sam, pod mother. The fairy pod mother. It's from Sam yeah. who asks, Ben. How do you feel about not being in Wiff for um, uh, a year? I think what certain 
question sendee is alluding to is a year ago today was the last with waff um even though i wasn't there but i was there the week before but yeah the last one the last one possibly forever but hopefully not hopefully not um Yeah. What, like, what was it the Hunger Games? Um, <laughs> well, it's just, what was the oh, question again? What have we gotten well, well, how, uh, um, I don't know. So, like, how do you feel? Like, what's your view? Um, like, I would feel elated you would feel, if I were to go do, back. If I was no, to return, how would you feel about the fact you've not been in for a year? <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, it's not that hard. <laughs> it's not. Sorry, it's very late. It's half past twelve. It is. 11, it is so late. It's late for me. I'm very sad. I. I don't know. I, I haven't thought about this. But it's not been the one I've missed the most, if I'm honest. It was very bright and you, it was too, it was too yeah. bright. Yeah, but it was right. cheap. It was good. It was cheap. So, you know. Which one did you have missed the most? I think we know the answer to this, actually. But which Does one? it start with a K and end with loot? I was thought it would start with a P and end with layers, actually. But anyway. Interesting. I think we've learned more about you than we've learned about me here, Will. Okay. Well, All right. And on that bombshell, <laughs> thank you very much for listening, uh, liking, watching, viewing, subscribing mm. to the Current Affairs podcast with Will and Ben. Ben yeah. gets a vaccine special. Mm. Tune in next week at all the aforementioned times. Um, is there anything like you'd like to say, Ben? Any pearls of wisdom? Um, to say closed door in Chinese, you say, Guanman. That's my wisdom. And on that note, <laughs> goodbye. Purple Radio Podcasts. Thanks for downloading this Purple Radio Podcast. For more great content and to listen live, head to purpleradio.co.uk.